Well, new provincial policy is taking uh, will be in, take will take into effect on April first. Uh, it'll allow newly hired public servants for the BC government to work remotely from anywhere in the province. So, imagine if you had a job that would traditionally be um, in Victoria, uh, and but you're living in Prince George, and you could do that job, but live in Prince George and do it remotely. Where of course we of course can do a lot of that work uh, today because of technology, but it does impact communities like Victoria, which has a very large. Um, community of public servants working there, and it of course impacts the viability for many businesses in that community as well. Joining me now is Bruce Williams, CEO of the Greater Victoria Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Bruce, thank you for joining us today. Pleasure. Nice to be here. Uh, how big of a challenge is this for uh, your members at the chamber? Well, we're just trying to get a handle on that. Um, it's a situation that could be. Uh, quite prevalent, as you mentioned, that somebody living in in some other jurisdiction would end up getting a job that currently exists in Victoria when that job is posted by the provincial government. Uh, so that means that we potentially have a risk of losing some of those jobs in our economy, which has been a big driver in this economy for a long time. I mean, it's been built around the fact that we are the provincial capital and all the associated government workers that go with it are largely concentrated in the downtown area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find the same thing in Vancouver, you find the same thing in Surrey, where there are government offices, that's where the people go to work, or they have been, but they're not there now. So this could make this situation even worse for you and for Surrey, for other places as well, where people decide that they're going to live in Soyuz and fill a job in Richmond or something. So we we just don't really have a handle on what this is going to look like. But part of it was that we don't know where the consultation took place for this to happen because they didn't reach out to us, I mm-hmm. say that. Well, I, you know, I, when I'm driving, I, I'm uh, old fashioned perhaps, but I actually like coming into work physically and doing the job here. Uh, technically, I guess you could run a talk show. We did for a little while, for about a month during COVID. I was doing this from home, but I actually like driving in. Uh, I don't mind the commute and, and I like being in and around people and, 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 and then sort of a news environment here. Uh, other folks uh, do like the remote um, nature and flexibility that it provides. Um, I walk around downtown Vancouver. It's different. I still think there's less people. There's more people than before, but still not the same bustling downtown that I remember from three or four years ago. What does downtown Victoria feel like or look like most days? It's probably similar to what you're saying. Uh, The volumes of people that were here before are not here right now. Uh, We've seen that impact some businesses that have decided to close or maybe take on an early retirement. But no, it doesn't have the same energy and the same vibe as it did before. But Victoria is a wonderful place. I mean, you've, you've been here. You know that. It's mm-hmm. vibrant. It's got lots going on. It's an amazing culture. It's a great place to live. But the part that's missing right now is that the government workers are not going to be coming back into the offices. Now, on the other hand, we sent a letter to Shannon Salter, who's a deputy to the premier, a deputy minister to the premier, um, asking for that to be reconsidered about the work from home edict. And we got a letter back from her in like four days. So we we do understand things like, yes, it's a lower carbon footprint. Yes, people don't have to pay for parking. Um, they're saving money on meals out. But the economy in downtown Victoria, as it is in downtown Vancouver, is geared toward people coming there to go to work. Mm-hmm. And that economy was built with that in mind to create the economy that surrounds those workers and those workplaces. With that gone, we don't really know what's going to replace it. We have some idea, that, of course, that residential will grow a little bit more. Uh, and we, we, we understand there are some benefits to this, but we really feel that the, the policy, sorry, the uh, procedure could have been a bit more collaborative with some outreach because originally under the previous premier, 
pre- previous premier, mm-hmm. uh, John Horgan, was indicating that, yeah, they should be going back two to three days a week for sure. Under the new administration, though, it's been uh, a reversal of that saying, no, if you want to work from home, you can work from home. And when, when uh, Ms. Salter responded to you, as you say, in four days, there was uh, in the letter I'm going to assume uh, is, is public. She didn't mention anything about reviewing it or rolling it back. Uh, they're still sticking with what they initially said, and they're going to go ahead with it as of April 1st. Uh, yeah, they, uh, part I can quote what she said. Part of it is, I can assure you the impact on downtown Victoria businesses was considered in our decisions around flexible work. So they considered it, but they didn't speak to anybody about it, to my knowledge. Not a, not us, anyway, uh, being the, one of the largest chambers in B.C. and the one that's kind of in the center of everything in Greater Victoria. Mm-hmm. She also goes on to say offering flexibility is an essential step for us to be able to meet our obligations to the public and to their elected government. She also states at this time, the majority of public servants with flexible work arrangements are still attending the office on a part-time basis. So that could be, but we don't have that big, fulsome group of people that's around all the time. She also goes on to say it would be short-sighted on our part, however, to not take advantage of the potential to extend those opportunities beyond the capital for our benefit as an employer and for the benefit of more BC communities. Um what do you say to the argument that, look, uh, there are other opportunities in Victoria. You have, a, you have a vibrant tech sector, many other jobs being created there. Uh, Vancouver, downtown Vancouver, there's a lot of other opportunities uh, for other uh, sectors to grow. Surrey is another fast-growing community. That What's wrong with having some jobs perhaps in a Soyuz or Prince George uh, or Kitimat? That those jobs have been, those communities in many cases have been hit very hard with a transitioning resource sector. Um, all jobs should not not end up in downtown Vancouver or downtown Victoria. There's a whole province out there. And when it comes to livability and affordability, what's wrong with those smaller communities attracting some of those workers? Yeah, no, it is a good thing for them. And many of those smaller communities are, are on board with all of this stuff. But my job as the CEO of the Greater Victoria Chamber of Commerce is to advocate for the economy that I represent within our membership. So for that reason, we are standing up. Like we don't, we didn't expect any movement from the minister or anybody on this, but we have this obligation that we have to represent our, our members who are pretty upset by this, saying, what's this going to do to my business? How, how is this going to impact my prosperity? So we, we had to take that step and indicate to the government that we would like them to reconsider it because we do that as a responsibility uh, back to our members. That's why we did it. Didn't, didn't expect to move the needle, quite honestly. And um, we have great faith that uh, the resilience within our our beautiful area on Vancouver Island will continue, uh, but it might be a bit of a challenge for a while. Well, I, the CEO of Royal Bank uh, just the other day in the Globe and Mail was saying the same thing, that they're still struggling to get people back to work. Um, and uh, they, they haven't been able to find the perfect model where some folks, uh, it does work uh, does work for them to, to work from home for a couple of days. It helps with uh, babysitting for daycare and all those types of things and provides flexibility for the family, not being stuck in a commute all the time. Uh, but I don't think there is a perfect system. But uh, certainly... Uh, I can understand uh, your members uh, and their concerns, specifically uh, in and around the legislature. I've, I've left the legislature, legislature a few times when I was in MLA, just to mm-hmm. have lunch in the downtown court. It's a lovely, uh, lovely place and lots of great opportunities, great selection um, uh, there as well. And I do hope uh, that somehow that business does come back because that is a real amazing downtown core you have there. And uh, fingers crossed things, um, things turn out for the better for all of you. Yeah, diversification within the economy and the business model is an opportunity here, right? There is an opportunity within this challenge or within this crisis. So it could be that some of the elements that have been spoken about to diversify the economy with the growth of, say, uh, the marine tech sector, because we are on the water, we're Mm -hmm. surrounded by it, 
there's those opportunities. There's been conversations about uh, creating more entertainment uh, venues downtown. There's a possibility that some post-secondary stuff would be coming downtown because we don't have that. You guys have that, right? You've got post-secondaries downtown, but we don't have that in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a great opportunity that's being talked about. And that could be something that would, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, infill what's not happening with people working in the government outlets, even though post-secondary is a government. But but those sort of new opportunities are things that I think we have to take a look at. Bruce, thank you for your time today. We appreciate your interest.